the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Wouldn't it be nice to take a train trip? Yes. Wouldn't it be nice? Now, have you ever been on a train? Oh, multiple times. Oh, to New York City? Yeah, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, for a long, long time. It was very inexpensive. It took seemingly forever. Yeah, but right. it, it kind of in that mode, you just relax and let it go, right? I mean, it sure beats a bus for one thing, and it's, it's got to be a lot better than a bus. Ugh. Now, everything. Okay, my than a daughter's bus. taken a train between here and Lancaster several times, yeah. and uh, it doesn't take much longer than driving. And of course, you're not paying the tolls of driving. See, I'm surprised to hear it doesn't take much longer because. Yeah. Amtrak is secondary to the rail system. Right. right? So when a freight train is on the same... They get they, prominence. Exactly. They push you aside. Right. And you have to sit there and wait. Right. I follow Amtrak. Well, maybe that'll ha- happen on a future trip, but it hasn't Could happened be. yet. I follow Amtrak on Twitter. They always send like, oh, this train is delayed because of X. And you think, oh, yeah, there it is. But the old days, I mean, in my hometown, there, like everybody's hometown, there, there was a train station. You could right. regularly take a train from Swissvale to downtown Pittsburgh. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know where that train stop yeah. is. Right. I mean, it was just a okay. regular occurrence. Now, here's something funny. We know how beautiful Penn Station is oh, downtown. My oh, my gosh. It is such a spectacular building. Yeah. But have you been in what's the actual oh, yeah. train station now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have. <laughs> it, I mean, couldn't be more Yinzer if it tried. Yeah. I mean, it's the whatever Penn Station was in its epic glory of, you know, train travel in America, right. we have sunk to a shockingly low level of aesthetic. It's a trailer. It's bad. I now, mean, it's not I mean, it's fine. You're no. getting on a train, but just looking at how far we have fallen oh. in buildings that used to be grand, beautiful, right. awe inspiring. I mean, this one is just tra- no, sir. I mean, how many old movies have I watched where like, there's the, this embrace at the train station, the busyness, the hustle, the I bustle, and this. But anyway, uh, having said that, I still would like to take it. My, um, I'd love to do that. My, I've, you know, I, I took a train a couple times when I was a kid to Jersey. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the only really? train trips I've ever taken. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law took a train trip across Canada. You mean on that Canadian mm-hmm. Rockies trip? Yeah, with another couple. They loved it. Uh, I had a friend. Um... I would love. Okay, now here's the thing, though. I don't know how we're, we got on this topic, but I've gone through several YouTube iterations of that trip. Yeah. Because there are a couple different ones uh, that travel across Canada. Your um, compartment, your cabin, mm-hmm. whatever you would call it, very small. Most of them don't have showers. They're, mm-hmm. they're communal bathrooms. Mm-hmm. You have a you have a toilet and sink, but not a, not a shower. Right. How would you feel about that? I had friends who got married in New York City and spent their first honeymoon night on a train to Pittsburgh. 
That'd wake you up. Huh? <laughs> I don't think I recommend I, that. I don't know. I, they thought it'd be like super romantic. Anyway, that's just a, a train. I'd love to take a train ride. Okay. Love to. Great. Great. Yeah. If you if you find a way to, you know, for. You could do a ride home. How about a ride home trip to New York City on the Great. train? Great. On the train. I would love that. Right? We'll get our I listeners involved. I would love involved. to do that. Yeah, okay, fine. Okay. Right, just, just thinking You about make that. the plans and just tell me when to show okay, up. Okay. All right. I'll be in touch. Anyway, uh, have a good weekend. Yeah, I have a very nice weekend. Excellent. Um, I understand congratulations are in order for your family. Yes, they are. My youngest, the Quinneth, he himself graduated from PSU, Penn State University, on Saturday. A great celebration. And for him, I'm sure, a huge sense of relief. Oh, my gosh. He was like, for the first time since I was five years old, I will not be attending class. <laughs> I remember that feeling. Yeah. I was just beside yeah. myself thrilled. So he should be home. I haven't called home, but he should be home right now. Uh, he'll be with us for the foreseeable future, which is also, you know, a mixed bag, right? Sure. Of celebration and annoyance. Sure. But um, he's got a couple of weeks of, of R&R ahead of him. Well, congratulations. Excellent. A job well done. Very nice. Quinn Hall. Yeah, very nice. Coming up on today's program in the five o'clock hour, we'll talk about the basics, blessings, and benefits of memorizing scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll also discuss um, how TikTok users are favoring health advice from influencers over medical experts. Oh, that's good. That'll okay, work out so well. So I think that'll probably... Right. Uh, I've been doing that myself. The, Look where I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that might that might pose the end of our civilization. Uh, Selena Zita will be with us at uh, 4.35 today to talk about the fall of a great American city. What and city what is city that? is that? I believe it's our city. Yeah, someplace special. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, in just a couple minutes, we're going to go to the White House, uh, see what the news is this week's in the nation's capital with uh, White House correspondent Greg Clugston. It's also National Creamsicle Day. Oh, it is. Who doesn't love a creamsicle? That's why you have me around, John. Very nice. I'd love to have a creamsicle. When's the last time you had one? A uh, long time. Mm-hmm. But at, I, but the more, because I, I knew about this all day, it's pretty much all I've been thinking really? about. You can't go to Giant Eagle and buy yourself a cream. Yeah, cigarette. of course you can. Think so, Lexi, you can go to Giant Eagle or Coons, right? Probably. Yes, right, yeah. the creamsicles are available really? everywhere. Is it a high end thing, or is a creamsicle like a registered trademark? Right? I think so. It is. It's probably made by I, a company. Good humor, maybe. That's my guess. I'm not sure about that. But you could also kind of make it work yourself if you just used vanilla ice cream and orange sherbet. That yeah, would be. Really wouldn't nice. that be delicious? Very nice. Do you like that, Lexi? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, Lexi. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, without further ado, let's look at the news today. Oh, my gosh. There's so much going oh, on. Oh, there really is. God bless us all. Here's the top four at four. For Monday, August 14th, 2023, number one, residents of Plum's Rustic Ridge neighborhood trying to come to terms with a fatal house explosion, searching through debris from three homes destroyed by the blast and subsequent fires. According to today's trip, five people confirmed dead, including a child. Uh, Official IDs are not yet complete. Uh, family members confirmed for the trip that two of the victims are Casey Klontz, age 38, and his son, Keegan, age 12. One person is hospitalized in critical condition, two others treated and released from hospitals. No further update on the patient's conditions are expected. The cause of the blast remains under investigation, may not be known for months or even years, authorities said yesterday. Read about more details at the trip. That's so sad. Number two, Russia's ruble is now worth less than one cent. 
its lowest value since Western nations imposed sanctions on the country in response to its invasion of Ukraine. Today, the Russian currency passed 101 rubles to the dollar, part of the slide that began in January and which has erased about one-third of its value since then. The plunge also marks a reversal from the currency's performance in 2022, when at one point it was, if you can believe this, the strongest performer in the world. 2022? 2022. It wasn't like that was 2012. Earlier this month, the central bank said it would stop buying foreign currency on the domestic market until the end of the year to try to prop up the ruble and reduce volatility. Russia typically sells foreign currency to counter any shortfall in revenue from oil and national natural gas exports and buys currency if it has surplus. Read more about that at CBS News. Number three, truly a wretched and shocking story. Former Ole Miss All-American Michael Ower, the subject of the 2009 movie The Blind Side, has filed a lawsuit against the Tui family, alleging the family never legally adopted him, despite what you saw in the film, and also lied about their familial status for profit, according to filings obtained by ESPN. Ower claims he did not receive any money, not one dime from the film, while all four members of the Tui family each received millions of dollars. I mean, the suit alleges that they told him that they adopted him, that they didn't adopt him, that they signed him up for something called a conservatorship, which basically allowed them to profit from his name all this time, and there was never any adoption. I hope this isn't true. The Blind Side, of course, is based on a book of the same name by Michael Lewis. It was released to critical acclaim back in 2009. Film was nominated for Best Picture, and Sandra Bullock ultimately won Best Actress for her, her performance. Can you believe no, that? No, it's, it's an incredible story. believe that? I hope it's not true. Oh. Number four, Peyton Manning, the five-time NFL MVP and member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, has a new title. You can just call him Professor Manning because the University of Tennessee announced today that Peyton has been appointed Professor of Practice at the College of Communication and Information starting this fall. I love it. He graduated from Tennessee in 1997 with a degree in speech communications. Excellent. And that's your top four at four. Very nice. Professor Manning. Yep. All right, good. Well, that's a lot going on. Look, I mean, somebody's in the studio. The music's going on and on and on and on because someone's roaming around in the studio. Anything else? There's there's four things, John. It's four, four o'clock. Just four. All right. You asking me for more Top details four. about? I mean, sometimes you give me a bonus. Oh or yeah, about Peyton Manning. Pet story. Um, or... Yeah, I will tell you one thing. Uh, How about Hawaii? Those poor people. Oh, mm-hmm. I figured that'd be at the top of the hour. And That's anyway, okay. uh, Manning, uh, Peyton Manning earlier launched the Omaha Productions Entertainment Company, and he'll join classes during the year as a featured expert. Professor Manning. Mm-hmm. Very and nice. he'll be wearing orange. All right. Okay, we'll take a quick break. And as we always do every Monday, we venture out into the White House, where Greg Clugston, the SRN News White House correspondent, will join us, giving us an update on the goings-on in and around the nation's capital. Oh, by the way, you're listening to Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. The way your life changes is for your mind to change. You stop believing the lies of this world and you start believing and living the truth of God's Word. That's discerning between good and evil. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Cram. PowerPoint tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. In the good old summertime.
in the good old summertime. It may sound a little corny, but it really is the good old summertime at the Springhouse in 84. The sun is shining, the cows are out on the pasture, the sweet corn is almost ready, the Springhouse produce tables are filled with freshly picked vegetables, and we're up to our elbows in ice cream. And you know what? That all makes the Springhouse a very fun place to be. Why not jump in the car right now for a country drive to 84? Come for homemade lunch or supper or just to eat ice cream and enjoy sweet country air. Be sure to take home our famous chocolate milk and baked goods. Don't forget that. We're just four miles east of Washington on Route 136, and it doesn't take long to get to us. Call 228-3339 for more directions to the Springhouse in 84. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JD Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And JD Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. Junction Center Productions presents Colton Dixon and Jordan Feliz. Love and Light Tour. November 19th, Greensburg, Pennsylvania at Word of Life Church. Colton Dixon and Jordan Feliz. Love and Light Tour. Sponsored by Compassion International. One night, two artists, all your favorite songs. Get your tickets at JunctionCenterProductions.com. What's happening in Washington, D.C.? Well, uh, there's an indictment, or two, or three. Also, uh, the vice president, or the president's son, is involved in some shenanigans as well. I mean, this is nothing to do with lawmaking, is it, or the protection of our country? However, let's go, as we always do every Monday, to speak with Greg Clogston, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, uh, thanks for being with us. You're welcome, John. Good afternoon. Good Kathy, afternoon. Pick, a, pick a legal case, any legal oh case. Oh, my God. What is going I should have paid more attention in I mean, my, like, introductory civics class. To be a reporter today, you have to have a law degree. <laughs> it's uh, it's pressing a lot of us into uh, legal uh, territory that we're unfamiliar with. Right? Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I just said to John during the commercial break, I was like, I don't think I fully understand what's happening with the Hunter Biden deal. Uh, that's really funny that you say that. Okay, so as I understand it, now I know a couple of weeks ago that the plea deal uh, with Hunter Biden fell apart. Um, and so, but then just yesterday, it looks like, uh, Hunter Biden's lawyers say that the Justice Department reneged on their part of the deal. So where are we now? Well, we don't know exactly. You're, first of all, you're right, Kathy. Uh, that was put forward by Hunter Biden's attorneys. They believe that part of the plea deal is still valid and binding. Remember, there were two parts to it. And the one part had to do with uh, an agreement charge. on a gun charge. Right. right. 
And so Biden's uh, Hunter Biden's lawyer argued that the Justice Department uh, did renege on that part. And so they're they're trying to at least move forward on this. And I think the judge in the case has given the Justice Department until the end of business tomorrow to respond to this request from uh, the Hunter Biden uh, legal team. So that's the latest on that. And we'll have to probably wait another 24 hours or so before we uh, we find out at the earliest any sort of resolution on that particular case. But of course, the the big news last week was the announcement that the U.S. Uh, attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, uh, who has been investigating all of this, he has been um, named as the special counsel uh, into further investigation and the and the, dust, the Justice Department essentially said um, this could end up in trial. And here we were, Kathy, just two weeks ago. It looked as if there was going to be this plea, plea deal, deal right. and 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 the trial would be averted. But uh, that has all all changed here in just the last few days. I guess to uh, to be continued then, Greg. I mean, it's just kind of hard to keep on, on track of this stuff because it feels as though every day there's more and more updates. Yeah. And is that it, right. good, is that good news or bad news for the president? Well, I was just going to say uh, that this is going to uh, this is going to hang over the Biden reelection campaign. Obviously, uh, the White House supporters and allies of Joe Biden will say, look, yes, uh, Hunter Biden has had a troubled past, uh, many years of troubled life um, and may have made you know some some errors in judgment when it comes to all of these financial dealings and what have you. Um, and even though there's no hard um, proven evidence of of any wrongdoing on the part of President Biden. Um, this is a family matter, and this is a tangled web that's going to be hanging over uh, as he's running for re-election. And so what's interesting is um, these questions keep coming up at the White House and at the press briefings. And earlier this afternoon, Marine Jean-Pierre, she she only repeated what she what what the president has said before, that he loves his son. He's proud for him to rebuild his life after his past addiction. Uh, but in terms of the merits, the legal aspects of the case, all White House comments are being referred over to the Justice Department. But that won't stop reporters from asking the questions. Mm-hmm. Dubious at best, is it not? Greg, I remember decades ago thinking, oh, I wonder what, you know, like a president would leave the office and you go, I would think, I wonder what Jimmy Carter is up to. I wonder what, what Ronald Reagan is doing in his downtime. Now, of course, with uh, former President Trump, we don't have to wonder because mm-hmm. he's in the headlines every day. So talk to us now. Apparently, uh, in Georgia, the former president is uh, looking into his fourth indictment. Please give us the uh, updates. Right. It looks as if that is moving forward in terms of the grand jury uh, today and tomorrow with uh, this case being presented to them. And we talked about this uh, here on the program last week, that this would be, you know, the next um, hanging indictment uh, that is hanging over uh, the, the process here involving Donald Trump. And what sets this one apart is that this is being this is being brought at the state level in terms of criminal charges. Uh, and that if you were to fast forward to Trump winning the election or having someone uh, sympathetic to his case win the election and be in the White House in a couple of years, um, a state criminal case like this, if there were charges, could uh, could not be pardoned by a United States president as opposed to federal charges. And so that's why there's an interesting twist when it comes to the Georgia case. But it essentially deals with um, allegations of the efforts that Trump and his supporters and allies and lawyers and others were were taking to uh, overturn the election or find more votes in Georgia that would uh, re- reverse the result of the 2020 elections. So um, it looks as if that 
grand jury is is going to be hearing, if not already today, hearing some of this evidence and witnesses showing up tomorrow. Something did happen earlier today that's really interesting is that court officials in Atlanta published on their website a list of criminal charges against Donald Trump. Mm. Reuters news agency reported on this list and included state racketeering counts, conspiracy to commit false statements and some other items. And then the Fulton County took down that information from the website after it was reported. So whether it's a clerical error, whether it was something that was not meant for the website yet. Uh, so that's one more wrinkle in oh this ongoing gosh. legal well, drama. That's a mistake you don't want to make, right? I wouldn't think so. Okay, so this uh, pending indictment, uh, that's going to link back to the original audio recording, his conversation with Raffensperger. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, that would that would that conversation would be included, presumably, in this case. Yes. OK, well, all of these, you know, mounting legal issues don't seem to be hurting Donald Trump's uh, public face and his chances of becoming president again, or at least getting the Republican nomination. Um, can you talk about, you know, what his poll numbers are showing at this point? Yeah, he's holding a commanding lead in just about every poll taken looking at the GOP primary race against uh, a dozen or so other challengers <laughs> uh and even Donald Trump himself at a at a public event here just over the last few days said uh, as he was him he himself was anticipating this potential fourth and likely fourth indictment coming from from Georgia and uh, he said if we just get one more indictment we're going to have this uh, nomination sewed up because oh my god i mean he was he was being very uh, boastful about uh, these legal matters because he is, of course has denounced them as being um, a witch hunt and, and all the rest what's interesting too is he ha- is going after you know the judge um in this case um he is or in one of the cases uh, this is the one on the election um fraud and trying to overturn the elections from the federal case. And he's been on his social media platform discussing how and describing this judge, this federal judge, Tanya Chutkin, as highly partisan and uh, against him. He's also, of course, been going on uh, blasting the special counsel, Jack Smith, as a lowlife and being deranged. And so he's not holding back at all. And he was at the Iowa State Fair on Saturday. Of course, the Iowa State Fair uh, in Iowa, where the first in the nation caucuses will be held this coming January. And this is a this is a regular stop for anybody running for uh, for the White House, especially Republicans. So you had a whole list of other candidates there at the Iowa State Fair this past weekend. But what happened was DeSantis was there, the Florida governor. And, and uh, when Trump showed up, he came with uh, a dozen or so House members from Congress who represent the state of Florida in the various districts. He brought a dozen Florida housemakers who support Trump to the fair to kind of fan out and uh, show that they are in support. So that was a direct aim, a gesture aimed directly at Ron DeSantis. And uh, he, he, Donald Trump, he attracted huge crowds at that Iowa State Fair. So he continues to hold a grip over Republican voters right now. Interesting. It is fascinating to me how somebody who is not to mention a former president with all the uh, scandal-ridden former president with two impeachments, but someone who's a multimillionaire is somehow still able to craft himself as a victim of the system. That's right. And he, uh, he, has, he has so far, in a lot of ways, successfully... Um, enlisted the support of a lot of Americans by saying that uh, 
these prosecutors and everybody, they're going after, um, you know, the MAGA crowd, the, uh, the the true American patriot in this country, and that he is standing up and defending them against these attacks. And um, he continues to have a lot of support from people who simply um, believe everything that Donald Trump says and that um, that the government has a has a two tier system and is uh, really going after Donald Trump in a in a in an unfair manner. And so when you look at the numbers of the of the likely Republican primary voters, Donald Trump, you know, he has a third or more of them on a regular basis. And uh, most everybody else running for president uh, in the GOP right now, down in the single digits most of the time. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston joins us. Greg, uh, let's uh, switch our gears and talk about the uh, devastation in Hawaii. Mm. Uh, you see the photographs, uh, read the stories. It truly is shocking. It is really something, and we just heard at the White House briefing an update from the FEMA administrator, uh, Deanne Criswell, and she's been in Maui for the last couple of days, two and a half days or something, and she's been on the ground working with state officials and her own federal team, um, assessing the damage and starting the coordination of, of response in terms of providing just a very immediate things, you know, like uh, mm. displaced persons are getting an initial, and it's just initial, $700 just to cover some of the, the very basics that they need, food and water and, and medicine and other supplies. And, of course, housing is a huge problem, thousands of people displaced. Um, and then you've also have hundreds of, of emergency workers that um, also need housing if they don't have it already, especially those that are coming from the outside. And the remote location of Hawaii also complicating uh, factors moving forward in terms of, of supplies and the kinds of, of, of access that FEMA typically relies on if something uh, if they're responding to a disaster in the continental U.S. So it's it's challenging all the way around. And mm. she said nothing can prepare you for the kind of devastation and loss of life there. And it is already the costly or it is already the deadliest U.S. wildfire in our history. Oh, wow. my gosh. So, Greg, are the wildfires, have they been contained, Do you know? I believe, if not entirely to the point where, you know, the search and rescue is going on, I believe uh, we're, we're past the, the danger point in terms of those those blazes, John. Uh, but, you know, they're bringing in the cadaver dogs and all the rest. But it's it's a it's a very large area and only a, uh, in terms of uh, of the contained area of the of the disaster zone. But only a very small percentage has been really thoroughly gone through just because of, you know, the manpower needed to do that. So it's going to be a tough road ahead here. God bless those wow. people. All right, Greg, um, that is a tragic story. But before you leave us, let's turn our attention away from things that matter, which we've just been talking about, to things that absolutely don't matter. Thank you. Um, I know that you're happy working for SRN News and have worked there for a long time. But just in case, part of you's longing, uh, perhaps for a pay bump, uh, Slice, the company is hunting for a pizza influencer. Mm. Um, so, Greg, I'm wondering if this might be right up your alley. You can assist the pizza app in developing TikTok and Instagram video content, and you can test pizza actually online. This position, Greg, just to entice you further, um, will pay between 85000 and 110000 So, wow. um So I'm wondering if this might be something that you want you know, us to look into on your behalf. Well, sure. This is uh, very intriguing. Um, I am happy doing the work I'm doing, uh, as you point out. So that should be said right at the beginning. However, uh, this is also brutal that you're asking me this and talking to me about this at, at 430 in that's the why, afternoon. That's why I brought it up. It was strategic. <laughs> oh, making me really hungry. But yeah, that's a pretty good... 
That's a pretty good paycheck for that kind of job, I would think. It would be, yeah. Although, you know, you joining us, it would sort of lose a little bit of its luster. Uh, joining us from Slice, our pizza expert, is Greg Clarkson. <laughs> right. It doesn't just, sound as good, really to be honest. Yeah, yeah, but I could I could get you some free samples, maybe. Yeah, no, that's Let's a good point. We mind. should have thought about that. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. That's Greg Clarkson. Thank you, Greg. Have a good Good week. Take care. Bye. You take mm-hmm. care. Greg Clarkson. 85110 Very nice. To... to Basically, sample pizza online. Well, you think there's a little more than well, that. Well, you have to edit videos. To. You have to collaborate with them. Right, with see. I mean, still. All that with greasy really? fingers. How hard right. can it be? Attention. Your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. The government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please, get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply. Jerry, we're just here from the Gateway Clipper. Come on down to the river and join us aboard our all-new Lock and Dam dinner cruise. Experience a trip through a lock, enjoy our all-new buffet, and listen to great music. Sailing Thursdays. Tickets visit gatewayclipper.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. One hundred one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying "Play the word Pittsburgh," and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We'll see a severe evening thunderstorm. Otherwise, it'll be humid tonight with low clouds and a passing late-night shower. Storms can bring flash flooding and damaging winds. Expect a low of 66. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow. It'll be breezy with a shower in places. Tomorrow's high, 76. Some sunshine Wednesday with a shower in spots. will reach a high Wednesday once again of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Remember when your kids were super little and they were finicky, finicky eaters? I, you know, I never had finicky. You eaters. never did. Oh, I man, never did. Unfortunate. I yeah. did. That's. I know that's an unusual thing. Yes. 
Well, okay, so a lot of well, you know, if we know somebody who what's he eat? He eats only things that are white, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is so tragic. What the heck? Okay, so expanding your palate, yeah, uh, makes you a healthier person. So says well and good. Really? For, yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. If you expand your palate, it promotes longevity. Uh, you will achieve greater gut diversity. Mm-hmm. To start, a diverse gut is a healthy one. Eating a variety of plants uh, can help you achieve exactly that. Patterns of eating that are rich in a variety of plant sources, including starchy vegetables and uh, beans and seeds, help to increase the diversity of colonic bacteria in the gut. So that's one good thing. Also, uh, you will consume more nutrients Mm, if your palate yes. is wider, which yeah, is, that makes perfect right, sense, right? Right, right, right. right. Uh, if you eat the same thing every day, it's likely that you're missing out on the world of yummy foods mm. packed with good for you nutrients, right? right? Sure. Also, um, you'll savor, of course, this is true, a wider variety of flavors. Oh, and aren't you just going to enjoy life more if Again, you have a wider palate? Give me that, right? Herbs and spices, but, you know, undoubtedly. Okay, how many, you, you say so you and I have traveled overseas, mm-hmm. right? With teams of people. Yeah. Have you traveled with a person who's like on the other side of the globe and is trying to find American food? My, f- I went to China with a guy and we got stuck in China, you know, for that extended period. Yeah. It was during 9-11. I traveled with a guy and before 9-11 happened, he refused to eat anything on the trip. You know, you know what he brought? Huh. A case of Slim Jims. And he ate that entire case on that. I mean, it was what? gigantic. That is, that is a tragedy. You're, you're nice going guy. into another culture, he chew, he, and there's no part of you that wants to mm-hmm. immerse yourself and say, I we, know I could get sick here, but I'm going to put my best foot forward. We ate some excellent food. Right. Some weird stuff. I mean, that's how it is when you travel. It is. When you travel, it's you go, just what, the heck? what it is. The guy was from Seattle, a broadcaster from Seattle. Really nice guy. Really, really enjoyed my time with him. But he refused to eat anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you eat with a wider palate, you'll rediscover a sense of joy around eating. Yes. Right? Because you, yeah, you can, it's the glory of being surprised. I mean, by you know, I delicious. love a bag of chips, but still, right? <laughs> right. I'll try chips in a, a foreign dip. country. Yeah, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Okay, let's take a, a quick break. When we All do right. come back, we are going to talk about scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the importance of memorizing it. This is something that I'm, so bad, at I'm bad at it. I'm bad at it. Our friend so, Mike is excellent at it. Yes, he is. Memorizing scripture. Yeah, so we're going to talk about it with our next guest. Um, we're looking forward to it. Stay with us. 101.5 WORD. There are emotions girls experience in younger life that can open them up to believe lies for years to come. Here's Dana Gresh. If you can help your daughter learn how to understand her sticky emotions now, you're not just helping her behave better today, but you're helping her 30 years down the road. Replacing lies girls believe with the truth of the gospel. Next time on Family Life Today with Dave and Ann Wilson. Tomorrow morning. Morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724 New Roof. Hun, we need to stop putting off getting life insurance. I know. It's just been so busy, and I'm sure the cost is out of our budget. Well, Jen told me that they got a $500,000 term life insurance policy from Ethos for less than $23 a month. 
all online with no complicated forms and no medical exam. All they had to do was answer a few health questions. Wait, no medical exam and all online? I know, right? It's not easy to think about, but if something happened to you, James and I would be... Okay, I get it. Let's get a quote from Ethos right now. Wow, you were right. There's no medical exam. And Ethos makes the whole online process fast and easy. And look at these rates and coverage options. It's great protection and totally fits our budget. Ethos, they've removed all the barriers from getting coverage. Go to checkethos.com to get your free online quote. That's checkethos.com. Quote based on a healthy, non-smoking 30-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. I have two very distinct memories of going downtown Pittsburgh as a kid. I was twelve years old, and I was going Christmas shopping with a friend of mine in nineteen sixty nine. Christmas shopping. Now, this was something that I thought was very adult. You had yourself your little um, your Christmas savings club, right? What was mm-hmm. it called? The, your Christmas club. Christmas club. Yeah, yeah. Put your money in your bank. And okay. then, you know, I remember it was a, a Dece- December 7th because a friend of mine's child was born that day. Anyway, very distinct. And then when I was 14, the Pirates won the World Series. And I said to my mom, I'm going downtown to be part of the celebration, World Series celebration. She didn't blink an eye. She said, have fun. Now... I wouldn't send my 25-year-old downtown Pittsburgh for fear of some calamity. What has happened to the city that we love? Someplace special, they used to call it. Selena Zito is back with us. She's been a guest on our show over the years. She's the author of The Great Revolt, Inside the Populist Coalition, Reshaping American Politics. She's also a writer for The Washington Examiner, New York Post, The Atlantic, The Trib, and The PG. Selena, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. You know, it's, I think it's really important, those dates that you mentioned, because you and I are about the same age. And I can remember doing the same things as well. I think I'm a little bit older than you. But, you know, even like in the 60s and 70s and 80s, Pittsburgh wasn't in a great spot, right, right. Uh, economically. But you never had that sense of fear in the way that you feel uh, currently. That's, mm-hmm. That is my, and I don't scare easy. I mean, I drive all over the country and, and there are, there, there is just this sense of dirt and decay, but also this sense of 
fear that you do, you know you really have to look all around yourself when you are in the city of Pittsburgh and as a ride or die user that is really, really tough for me to say. It's it shocking. took me a lot to write that story. I bet it did. Yeah. And, you you know, you chronicle um, several different parts of downtown. It made me think of my trip to Market Square probably two weeks ago. Um, my husband and I wanted to go be down at the point, down at the fountain during sunset on a weeknight. So I said, well, let's just park in Market Square and walk down. I always loved Market Square. Um, and it's yeah, gone so up, it's gone up and down. But uh, I'm yes. always down there Christmas for the Christmas markets. Haven't been down there since last Christmas. And I, I, all I can tell you is that I didn't feel safe walking, my husband no. and I walking from our car down past the old McDonald's and across the street to downtown. And it wasn't because of the pigeons. No, it was not because of the pigeons. Yeah, right. I think that was the biggest thing we were afraid it of was. back in the day, right? Right. Is if, if you got dive bombed by a pigeon <laughs> or it sort of, you know, as they say, let loose on you, right? right? Okay, well, but, let, me break, mean, let me break in for just a second, Selena. And just in case anyone's listening to me and thinks, oh, she, well, she was afraid of like a bunch of black people. That is not the case. It had nothing to do with the color of people who were around me. It was the fact that there were a lot of kids in Market Square that night. I would say between the ages of 11 and 16. It's never a good um, it's never a good thing when there's a, a bunch of kids unsupervised uh, because we were all kids, right? Yep, we know. Becoming sheep, and you kind of just do what everybody else is doing because your brain isn't formed yet to understand that this could possibly be a wrong thing. I mean, the, you know, to the point of uh, discussing that that groom that was just brutally uh, an elevator. Yeah, and and he was black, and the homeless man that attacked him was white. So this has zero to do with race and had, has everything to do. In fact, I would say the majority of the uh, people that made me uneasy were white, white males. And, and it, it's, it, you know, we have not just in Pittsburgh, but across cities in this country since COVID uh, have had this overwhelming surge of homelessness. I think part of that has to do with COVID. I think part of that has to do with policing, stepping back. And I think societally, I, uh, if that's a word, um, in society, I think we are now really, in, since the late 90s, uh, we have gradually seen an increase in homelessness, period. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we do not, we still do not treat mental illness appropriately. There are people out there that need help. And there are people out there that could get shelter here or there or whatever, but they don't want the shelter. And, and so, you know, I think at the core of this, is an inability in society to to treat home to treat mental illness, and that deconstruction began when we started closing up um, hospitals 
that were dedicated to treating the mentally ill. Amen to that. We're talking with Selena Zito. She wrote a really wonderful piece called The Fall of a Great American City, the societal and political decay that has upended Pittsburgh. I mean, Selena, I'm so glad you you said this because I remember when this happened, that Ronald Reagan essentially, he, he closed the mental institutions across this country. And, of course, when you do that and say what you will, there's a lot to be said about the neglect and the horrors of mental institutions in this country right. throughout the, the century. But because of that, among us now, there is homelessness, mental illness, and drug addiction. The walking dead are among us, which creates this instability. People don't want to go downtown Pittsburgh because of the unsafe attitudes that people are experiencing. Well, and see, so that's the challenge. And this is the thing we get wrong in this country, in that we find something that has a problem. And mental institutions definitely have problems. But instead of fixing the problem, what do we do? We just shut it all down. We're just going to shut it all down instead of fixing it. And then you see the sort of consequences of not addressing the problem, just, um, just you know, walking away from the problem. The problem still exists. Yep. It's not going to go away. And, of course, Pittsburgh like a lot of Democratic-run cities. I mean, look, Pittsburgh has died in the wool Democratic. My parents used to vote straight-ticket Democratic. I mean, you, you got to lay the problems at the feet of the Democratic Party here in the city of Pittsburgh. And, of course, things are only getting worse as we become more radicalized in our liberal policies. Well, you know, forever and a day, we have been a city of Democrats. Yep. So, you know, now, now Republicans should have done a better job of of being competitive. Um, however, the New Deal pretty much changed, and the Great Depression pretty much changed everything in America, going from Republican-led to Democrat-led. And, and Republicans never did anything to or did much uh, to challenge that. Um, but we have had uh, good Democrats running the city, who were good managers, right? Yeah. Uh, the ideology had a place. Politics had a place usually when there was a rally, and it usually took about 12% of their time. Now it takes um, 90% of their time, and they have forgotten how to govern. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that that is what we're facing right now. I would argue that, that um, Tom Murphy and had Bob O'Connor live longer, yep. um, it, even, you know, Peduto and, and, and Caligiri, Pete Flaherty, all of these people did a good job. And what they, and, and Sophie Maslow, yeah. and, 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 and because they did, they brought people together. They were aspirational. There is no sense of aspiration or bringing people together under this current administration. So what's to happen? I mean, we can't continue to go down this road. I, like you, I, as I started this conversation with you, I remember when the city of Pittsburgh, there were hundreds of small businesses on Forbes Avenue, Fifth Avenue, Smithfield Street. Now it's just a vast wasteland. I mean, it's essentially PNC Bank owns most of the downtown area. Uh, and and you, look, you look at the local churches trying to do their best to you know house the homeless. That just creates more lawlessness. Yeah, you know, look, in 84, when we were down on our knees, uh, Pittsburgh um, civic leaders, beginning with Jack Hines, 
came together. I mean, we had 19% unemployment rate at that moment. Civic leaders came together along with, with local elected officials, but mostly it was the civic leaders and foundations, um, the business owners, and said, and I remember, remember this distinctly, Jack Hines, not the senator, but his father said, we're going to build a cultural district, and everybody laughed at them. They're like, we're a shot in the beer town. Um, but, you know, it, it worked. It sure they did. cleaned up Liberty Avenue. Yeah, cultural distance uh, is great. They cleaned up the city. They they got um, the, the the needed funds um, from the federal government, but they didn't get a heavy hand in from the federal no. government. And Carol Brown so driving that, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, look, it will not change unless local elected Democrats and, the, and civic leaders stand up and say something, but they are afraid, and because they are afraid, nothing will happen. Why are they afraid? Well, they're they're afraid of their own party. They're afraid of of if they criticize uh, the the, um, the, the current administration, they'll be called a bigot, and Can't which it, it which is which is silly on its face. Yep, because. You know, it, the problem has nothing to do with the color of the skin of our our mayor, and I would I would argue that towards the end of of Pajudo's, um, um stint as a mayor, he was he was conduct- behaving in the same way. He became too ideological, and and when you let you can't do that as mayor. Being mayor is a hard job. But it also is easy, and part of the part that's easy is showing up, not at a political rally, showing up at a ribbon cutting, draw people together, make people feel as though they're part of something bigger than themselves. And instead, it's a very divisional us versus them approach that will never move anything forward. I'm into that. Well, we need help. We surely do. Selena Zito is the author of The Great Revolt Inside the Populist Coalition Reshaping American Politics. Selena, thanks for joining us Always again. Always a good thing. Thanks for telling the truth, <laughs> Selena. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. You as well. The fall of a great American city, the societal and political decay that has upended Pittsburgh. It's a great piece. It tells the truth. Selena Zito's written it. You can find it easily online. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-990-1365 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. To get started today, you get a caregiver you know and trust. And they get paid instantly after their shift. And it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. Or go to freedomcare.com. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi. 
My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000-800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Ruder Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Reuter2 today. At Eden Christian Academy, lives are under construction every day, built upon the foundation of God's Word from pre-K through graduation. I think we can all agree that Eden Christian Academy has done a fantastic job of laying the groundwork for our faith. But now it is time for us to make the decision to plant our roots in the Lord. I will forever thank God for the teachers, coaches, friends, and mentors from Eden who have poured into my life and the community that surrounded me and helped me find my faith. Eden Christian Academy, building his kingdom one life at a time. Fall enrollment is open now at EdenChristianAcademy.com. Try to remember the kind of September when life was slow and oh so mellow. Try to remember the kind of September. That is Jerry Orbach. Wow, Law and Order, Jerry yeah. Orbach. Now, Jerry Orbach spent a career in musical theater before he became Law and Order, Jerry Orbach. I remember he was Lumiere in uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, but that song is from the show The Fantastics, which opened in 1960 in New York City. And for 42 years, the show chugged along at the 153-seat Sullivan Street Playhouse in Greenwich Village, where it finally closed in 2002 after 17,162 consecutive performances. And then, after 9-11, it reopened in Times Square, finishing its performance of 21,552 performances. I bring this up because yesterday, Tom Jones, who's the lyricist, the director, the writer of The Fantastics, passed away uh, at 95. The Fantastics, the longest-running musical in history. Well, if you would have asked me that, I would have said it was either Cats or Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it based upon its longevity because it was very spare, and the theater itself was tiny. Yeah, I was going to say 152 seats. It wasn't a Broadway show. I mean, when you get super big like that, it it disappears. So it had to be a very small, intimate theater. But... um, Tom Jones, wow. he also wrote 110 The Shade, and I Do, I Do. He was involved, uh, inducted into the American Theater Hall of Fame in 1998. Do you like the show? I do. It's an odd show. It's a bit of a timepiece in a way. Okay. But the music, 
I love the music. I mean, the cast album is really interesting. I mean, Jerry Orbach, Rita Gardner, Ricardo Multibon, Christian Chenoweth. Christian Chenoweth. Chenoweth. And uh, the Frozen stars, Santanio Fontana, all started in it at one time or another. It provided a lot of actors with a lot of jobs over the years. Anyway, the passing of Tom Jones. Well. The writer, That's director, really something. The Fantastics. Okay, we'll be at, we'll be back after news and weather uh, to talk about six signs you and your partner are fubbing. Mm. Sounds bad. Just stop it right now. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. 519. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The devastation on Maui is heartbreaking. The worst fire in the U.S. in more than 100 years. Hawaii Governor Josh Green says he expects the number of dead to go up. It is a harrowing sight in Maui uh, when those providers, the police, and this division do come across uh, scenes in houses or businesses is very difficult uh, for them because they know ultimately they will be sharing with our people that there have been more fatalities. The death toll now at 96. Hunter Biden's attorneys pushing to keep part of a plea deal they reach with a prosecutor whose new status as special counsel intensified the tax investigation into the president's son ahead of the 2024 election. Hunter Biden's attorney argued in court documents that an agreement sparing him prosecution on a felony gun charge still is in place. This is SRN News. So this is a radio ad, and I wanted to tell a story that proves that sometimes bad moments can often lead to good moments or opportunities. But my story was about 30 minutes, so instead, here's the headline. Loving family's beach vacation is ruined by a flaming lasagna and nephew vomiting on gate agent, only to be saved by the most meaningful staycation ever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and bad creating some good is exactly what we're seeing right now. Interest rates are not great, but they have finally brought home prices down, at least for a bit, creating an opportunity which is why we're seeing thousands of listeners across the country looking to buy the new home now because the price is forever with the plan to refinance the rate tomorrow when rates settle. If that's you, please know that we have a direct lender advantage that can often save you lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or over weight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-333-1750. 
1750 or BigLou.com. Now Martha Stewart for Skechers. When I make a dish or embark on a craft project, I always use the finest, most fabulous ingredients and materials. Which is why, when it comes to footwear, I love Skechers. Because Skechers is the comfort technology company and uses the most luxurious, innovative materials and designs to make wondrously comfortable footwear with all the fits and features like ArchFit and Skechers' world-famous air-cooled memory foam. It's exactly the way I'd make shoes. Find Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Attorney CPA Joe Cordell. Divorce forces a father to focus on what's most important, his children. You may no longer be a husband, but you'll always be a dad. In the divorce process, this comes down to three key concerns, physical custody, decision-making, as well as financial support. Each of these is important, and it's important that you choose a lawyer that cares as much about these issues as you do. Online at CordellCordell.com. Offices in Pittsburgh, Beaver, and Cranberry Township. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. We'll see a severe evening thunderstorm. Otherwise, it'll be humid tonight with low clouds and a passing late-night shower. Storms can bring flash flooding and damaging winds. Expect a low of 66. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow. It'll be breezy with a shower in places. Tomorrow's high, 76. Some sunshine Wednesday with a shower in spots. will reach a high Wednesday once again of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I learned a, uh, a new word recently, and when I first heard it, I instantly realized what it was because of the amalgamation of the two words. Okay. The word is called fubbing. Fubbing. Mm-hmm. Um... We- Lexi, do you know what fubbing is? Fubbing. Not at all. Oh, okay. Kath, do you have any idea? Mm-mm. Fubbing. Never heard of it. Is, um, it's fairly benign. It is um, a mix of phone and snubbing. Oh, so it's P-H-U? P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G. Fubbing. Fubbing. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the surface, it's fairly benign, but what exactly fubbing is is you're blabbering on, blah, 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 and your husband is there with you, and instead of him listening to you blabber on, he's on his phone scrolling. Oh, so I'm talking, first of all, let let me just back up, because that would never happen (laughs) in my house. The blabbering or the... The situations would always be reversed. Okay. So it would be... My husband ta- trying to talk to me yeah. and me scrolling through something on my mm, phone instead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would be fubbing. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm, is that That's what that exactly means? exactly it. Right, right, right. It's on the surface benign, so says uh, the New York Times. Yet research increasingly shows it can be insidious. A recent study linked higher levels of fubbing to marital dissatisfaction. And a recent study also said that it can lead to feelings of distrust and ostracism. One study found that those who fub a lot are more likely to be fubbed themselves, creating a kind of ripple effect. Oh, so if I start fubbing, then my husband's going to start fubbing, right. and then our she kids are going to fub? Right. Everyone's fubbing, right? Fubbing can be a range of different behaviors, from glancing at the phone in the middle of a conversation 
to checking your phone when the conversation stalls out a little bit or by keeping your phone close by. Here, there are six things here I can, I can run by you here. Um, there's uh, signs of a fubber. One, the person checks their phone every time it rings, even during a conversation. Mm-hmm. Two, from the bathroom to the dinner table, fubbers take their phones almost everywhere. Okay. Three, no matter what they're doing or with whom, a fubber maybe keep looking at their phone. Mm-hmm. Four, even when lying next to their partner, fubbers hold onto their phone instead of giving full attention to their partner. Five, they may half-heartedly talk to the person they're with while texting other people who are not around. And six, they immediately reach out for their phone when awkward silence or a lull in the conversation happens. This is an indictment. <laughs> Moi? Yeah. Moi. You? Mm-hmm. Lex? 100%. Mm-hmm. So all three of us are fubbers. Yeah. You see it all the time, don't you? Yeah, and when I see it, I, I really hate it. Me it's, too. It's like you can tell how rude it is when you see somebody else do it. It's very rude. I'll call out my son. Hey, put your phone down. And my wife will go, well, you do it all the time. The pot calling the kettle black there, my friend. It's a funny word, but it really does have an impact. So it's the New York Times. Uh-huh. So they're saying this. In your relationship with your husband or your wife, you should have some rules. I mean, it's not like something like super like fun to say. What are the rules around when we talk to others? Right? What are the rules? When is the phone present? And when do we put it away? If you can establish those guidelines, it'll cut down because everyone's on the same page. So fubbing would decrease. Mm-hmm. You should set boundaries together. No phone in the bedroom. No mm-hmm. phones at mealtime. Right. Research, research has found that when people keep their phones on the table, they tend to feel more distracted and less socially engaged. Yeah, I, I buy uh, that. Me too. I buy that. It may also help to establish lighthearted consequences for breaking the rules. Perhaps uh, a partner who whips out a phone at dinner needs to pay for the meal or do the dishes afterwards. It's also encouraging to take uh, control of the pop-up notifications. That can be a really big trigger. You hear the beep of the buzz, and you're sort of trained to pick up the phone and say, oh, what's this? What's going on here? So if you're upset about fubbing, you should talk about it. But first of all, it's good that we brought it up here for ourselves. Yeah, right. That we define it so you know what it is, so you know how to combat it. Okay, so when I was on uh, vacation in the month of July Mm -hmm. with my family and my whole extended family. There were 24 of us there. Yeah. Uh, I never looked at my phone. Did you put it away? Was it hidden? It was next to my bed Mm -hmm. and I just left it there. So I did not look at it during the day. I didn't look at it in the evening. I'd look at it at night to see if there was a text from you because you and Lexi were still working. You know what I mean? I tried to stay away from it. Right. We always try to do that with each other when we're on vacation. But I did not have it. And I didn't miss it either. But here's the thing. Everybody who I would be concerned needed to reach me was there. there. Right. You know, other than you and Lexi, that's it. Right. Everybody was there. So I think that's also part of it is you tend, if you're a parent or you have uh, parents who you're concerned about, you know, either you're a parent or you have a parent who Mm -hmm. you're concerned you, I tend to always have my phone nearby, and then it gets. I get into all sorts of other things. But here's the weird thing. I mean, up until these phones came in, we all kind of got by one way or another. 
right? Right, I know. I know. I mean, like, you know, like a kid say, I need my phone. What are some, I need to get in touch with my kid. What are right. something? Well, well, we because, found a way, right? Yeah, I know, but everybody now expects you to do that. Immediately. Okay. Lexi, when you uh, hear about this, uh, how do you feel? I feel called out. Um, mm-hmm. But I also know that, you know, my significant other also does this. Um, my favorite <laughs> my favorite thing to do, he does it to me too. So we're both kind of keeping each other on our toes. But um, if I say something to him and he um, completely ignores me because he's sucked into his phone, he's sobbing. Uh, I always go, wow, that was a really good talk. <laughs> and immediately <laughs> he looks up and he goes, I'm so sorry. What did you say? Oh, good. A little guilt goes a long way. <laughs> yeah. So, it? I right. mean, he does it to me too. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I feel called out. And also now that I... Once now that I, it's mentionable, it's manageable. Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah. look it up. Fubbing. P h u b b i n g. Okay. Right. Phone. Snubbing. Okay, we have to take it seriously, the three of us, yeah. because I don't want somebody doing that to me when I'm talking. So I don't want to be doing that to somebody else. I'm sorry. What'd you say? See, exactly. Right there, it is. Yeah. All right. Good we're talk. Take, we're, <laughs> when we come back, Thank you. Uh, we're going to turn our attention to the to solitude, to loneliness. Is loneliness the same thing as solitude because I don't think it is I think loneliness can be bad but solitude can I think be good anyway Miles Wicks coming up next 101.5 WORD everybody's talking about it it's that time time for back to school If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com slash tuitions. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corey, and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity. And so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt. I'm saving thousands and things are really looking up. I promise you guys, you will not regret it when you call Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life. And it was the best thing I could have done for myself because once I called Trinity, they took care of me and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. I'm Corey and I'm debt free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. Everyone knows the old saying, nothing lasts forever. Well, Whoever said that obviously never bought a timeshare. Not only do your maintenance fees and assessment fees go on forever, they go up forever. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Over 10 years ago, I was a timeshare salesman. But once I saw the dark side of the business, I quit. I started helping folks get out of their timeshares. Since then, we've helped over 30,000 families by getting them out of bad timeshares. If your timeshare agreement goes on forever, If you were told timeshares are a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, you have questions, we have the answers. Give us a call. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we'll get you out of your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-839-8484. That's 800-839-8484. 800-839-8484. 
maybe you're an elder in a local congregation or a deacon wanting to serve your church more faithfully. Dr. Barry York on the Master of Theological Studies program at RPTS. The wonderful thing about the MTS degree is you can actually do it all online. So they can take the degree online and grow in that theological ability that will allow them to either teach or work more faithfully in their local congregation. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. Periods of loneliness can be short in duration. Uh, You know, I just graduated from college and I'm really lonely because I haven't found uh, a job or community friends. Uh, Feelings of loneliness can be very long term. Uh, I never felt at home in my family or I didn't have any siblings or, uh, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and so, but I think every person can identify with that feeling of loneliness. Oh, it's the worst. It is. And, uh, you know, you just, you, we brought up the word loneliness during the commercial break and you had like a visceral reaction. Oh, listen, uh, when I first moved to New York City, a city of millions and millions of people, I was, lo- I was losing my mind that I didn't know anyone. I was so isolated and so alone. Mm-hmm. It went on forever. When I've made my first friend, he probably was like, Jeez, let's get this guy off me. I mean, I glommed <laughs> onto this guy, like sucking out of every thought in his mind. Yeah. It's, you can be so lonely, surrounded by so many people. I remember my dad uh, telling me the story of graduating from Penn State um, in the 1950s and going to work in Venezuela for the H.J. Heinz Company oh to, to open up a new factory. And there was nobody that spoke English. Right. Except there was one guy at work who was, who was bilingual. Other than that, there was nobody who spoke. So he lived with a family who was uh, Spanish-speaking, and he worked with people who were Spanish speakers. He and, nodded his head a lot. And he said he remembers uh, he was walking across the street um, in Caracas, and a woman walked by, and she was carrying an English book in her hand. And he turned around and ran after her. <laughs> he was like, Hello. she probably thought I was some kind of crazy stalker. He said, I was so excited to see somebody who spoke my language because I was so lonely. Just to have a conversation. Yeah. 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 It's really good. Well, uh, we're happy to welcome to the show uh, a guest here who wrote, really sort of hit the nail on the head for us. Miles Wernz is with us. His work is called The Solitude of the Saints. Loneliness can persist even in Christian community. But is that a bad thing? Miles, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for reading the article. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really well-done article, and it goes in-depth into several different things. And the first thing that caught my attention, Miles, was the fact that uh, you define loneliness, and you say that it can mean different things to different people. Can you, you talk about that? Yeah. So, I mean, part of what I do in the article is just try to un- – Disentangle what do we what exactly do we mean by loneliness? Uh, back in the 1980s, it was kind of a hot commodity to talk about uh, the, kind of the estrangement of urban life or the way it's kind of as you were just talking about the way in which you can be in a in the midst of a crowd but not really feel like in, you're known in any meaningful way. Um, and there's just a lot of history of uh, of scholarship on loneliness and trying to um, like to to get at the roots of what is it that Creates these feelings of, uh, of 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 distance or of loneliness among us. Um, one of the interesting things that I that I discovered as I began to to, to tease out this article 
was that loneliness was really only something that people began to talk about in about the mid 1800s or later. There really was there really is very little um, of people describing loneliness or kind of or, or, or writing or trying to understand it in any in any real way. Really? Um, yeah. And so some people think that kind of the rise of loneliness has it, it goes hand in hand with kind of the conditions of modern life in which uh, work demands increase or are the time that we are needed to be on the road is more or the, the, the pace of life increases or something like this, um, that that really goes hand in hand with kind of this rise of literature surrounding loneliness. Interesting. Okay. So you, yeah. you, you referenced, you know, the 1980s, um, the book Bowling Alone, right? I mean, that sort mm-hmm. of was like, oh, mm-hmm. I, people recognize that, which was sort of the dissolution of civic organizations, professional mm-hmm. organizations, people, you know, sitting alone in front of the TV set, TV set eating, you know, um, a TV dinner. That's kind of like the antithesis of what it is to be modern life. But however, you know, sort of, to go back into a, a Christian perspective, I mean, you mm-hmm. talk about uh, titles like um, loneliness and spiritual growth. That's in, mm-hmm. in, in many ways a parallel to bowling alone. Yeah. So Christians were aware of this as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you have all these people that are beginning to identify that one of the, the key things affecting uh, just moderns is that we, we're, we're estranged from one another, even people within our families. Um, that there is kind of this epidemic of loneliness, and so trying to figure out what exactly to do about it. Um, and so one of the most common ways of trying to address it was, I think, uh, well-intended, but just trying to provide, like, social activities, opportunities for people to do something other than, uh, you know, to use Putnam's phrase, like, bowl alone. So for, we'll, we'll kind of revive uh, social we'll, – we'll, we'll provide, like, any, other, any kind of social act- activity. We'll provide uh, youth groups for for teenagers to get together, or we'll provide like uh, men's and women's groups, or we'll do we'll we'll, st- we'll start sponsoring kind of these like these big events for people to be able to connect with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so kind of what I get into the article is I think that like these things are well intended, but I think it kind of misses this important dynamic. And this this only becomes apparent when I think when you begin to read some of these accounts of various. Uh, various Christian uh, saints, and in the article I talk about, like Henry Nowen, mm. um, is probably one that's pretty familiar to your to your audience. Sure. Uh, Dorothy Day, who is kind of a personal hero of mine, she's less well known but lives in uh, 20th century New York. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, like, you get into some of their writing, and even Dietrich Bonhoeffer will talk about this from the 1940s in Germany. Like, they talk about how. When we try to banish lone, like as as unpleasant as loneliness is, when we try to make Christian community the solution to loneliness, to like drive it from our midst, only does does that um, does that put on the back of Christian community a a burden that it wasn't necessarily designed to bear, mm-hmm. but it but in some ways it like deprives us of something that can be very in some ways, like, weirdly spiritually beneficial for, for us. Um, okay, so you're saying, Miles, that the feeling of loneliness can be beneficial mm-hmm. to us, or the living with that feeling? Like a hermit? Yeah, I think that, like, the being willing to, to live with that, like, that sense of distance can be, uh, can be productive for us. Let me use kind of an example here. Okay. So, um, 
So I was on, uh, I just got back from doing kind of a, a weekend retreat. Um, and one of the weird things, one of the hard things about doing a weekend retreat is that you are there by yourself. Like okay. there's no one to talk, there's no one to talk to, there's no one to kind of reach out to. And maybe for an hour or two, that is fine. You can kind of think your thoughts or pray uh, as you want. But after a few hours, you kind of just want to be with someone. You want to process what you're thinking or feeling with someone, but you're just in it and you're in it for like a couple of days. And so part of doing the, doing a retreat is just kind of becoming friends with that. Um, letting, letting that loneliness not be, letting that loneliness kind of be a, it can, it can break one of two ways. Like it can either be the thing which drives us to despair because we're overwhelmed with being by ourselves, or it can be, and this is what you find in kind of the writings of, of Day and Mowen and, and Dietrich Bonhoeffer. It can be that thing which, which, which moves us toward God, um, and recognizing that we are always with God. Um, that even though we might be uh, broken apart from one another, here I'm thinking of like Bonhoeffer, that he spent several years in prison um, prior to his execution, and he writes letters from prison just like saying, I wish I had someone to take communion with. Right? He just doesn't have anybody to even share Christian community with. Um, but letting that kind of, lo- but recognizing that like we are always in the presence of God, um, and that sometimes well-intended attempts to overcome the feeling of loneliness can deprive us of, I think, the work that loneliness tries to do. But sometimes loneliness can be that thing which um, reminds us that not that uh, like there there are things that we can put in our lives that can be distractions or can kind of try to distract us from the way that we feel. But sometimes it's, it's fine to just let that loneliness do its work to remind us that these things are not always going, they're not going to live up to the, the ideal that we have for them. That's interesting. I remember years ago, I saw this uh, frontline documentary about solitary confinement in federal mm-hmm. prisons, you know, people yep, alone for oh, yeah. 23 yep. hours mm-hmm. out of the day. Of course you essentially will lose your mind because you have no human contact. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, at the same time, you know, um, you, you think about, well, um, uh, I mean, People just need that glue to, to, to work for each other. But I understand what you're saying about if there is the absence of each other, then we would rely more deeply and fully on God. And that relationship, can it sustain us? Is Of course, it is enough, but it does, does it fill the hole of the absence of just another human being? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, that, I think that's a good question. Uh, to kind of get to your example of solitary confinement, this is why I think um, so solitary confinement, I think, is one is, is kind of an extreme example for sure uh, that you don't even find like in monastic in monastic life, for example, they'll spend large periods of time by themselves. But there's always occasions in which they are together for prayer, for uh, for meals, for work. Um, there's kind of this back and forth rhythm between the life that we live together and the life that we live by ourselves. And so what I'm trying to get out of the article is just to say, don't, don't overlook the benefit. And I think that the benefit that God wants to, to, to give in that, uh, in that time alone, like don't pull away from it when it gets uncomfortable. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Because I think that there's something that God is wanting to do. So now I'm talking about 
like that loneliness is the sign that we're approaching what he calls solitude with God, mm. a state that we have to embrace to be able to minister better to the pain to others. Uh, Bonhoeffer will talk about it, loneliness as, as a kind of gift, that we're being pulled out from the safety of the crowd and getting used to being in the presence and not being able to like hide behind the presence of others, but having to like deal directly with God, mm-hmm. deal with our stuff before God and not having, not having kind of something else to distract us from that business. Right. And speaking of distraction, of course, I mean, few people uh, have solitude now because if you're alone for just a few seconds, you tend to pull your phone right. out of your That's pocket and so it cuts true. through all the clutter. Yep. That's right. That's right. So lonely and loneliness is very easy for us to get rid of uh, yeah. because there's always uh, there's there's a there's a face on Facebook or there's a social media or there's a a video to watch. Yeah, like loneliness is something that we we experience a lot, but I think we have manifold ways of kind of just putting it to the side or banishing it. Yeah. So and in, in, so essentially, you're saying that loneliness has great value because it does uh-huh. drive us closer to a relationship with God. Right. That's it. Um, and so what I'm trying to make the case for in the article is just to say, yeah, I think uh, there are, ours is a culture which is very uncomfortable with loneliness, mm. in part because we, we associate loneliness with despair or loneliness with isolation, like this will never end. Mm. And what I'm trying to make the case for by reading these saints is to say, yeah, no, I think that there's, a, there's a way in which God can do something in loneliness that we don't find uh, we don't find otherwise. And to, to treat loneliness as a kind of strange gift um, that can itself that can itself be turned toward uh, toward God. That's good. And then in this, it, can you honor that thought uh, and mm-hmm. that belief? That strange gift. Yeah. That, can you honor the strange gift while also having as your mission uh, to try to relieve? loneliness and others i mean you have can you mm-hmm. hold both to build both community. those things in tension yeah no i think so i think in part but so uh bonhoeffer and his wife together he has kind of this paradoxical way of, of of putting those two things together he said let the one who can't bear being by themselves like let them fear going into community because they're going to ask way too much of community they can't bear being by themselves and so like, be very hesitant about looking toward a Christian community to kind of alleviate that, because it's never going to live up to what you think it's going to live up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, conversely, he also says, like, let the one who, uh, who, who loves Christian community, let them, like, be encouraged to go into solitude, um, because that, there's, there's, he's trying to point this to like the, this reality that there is work that has to be done here in order for us to a not demand too much of our loved ones or of Christian Mm -hmm. community Mm -hmm. that they can't, they cannot be the ideal that we have like cast in our minds, Mm -hmm. right? They're not going to be the solution to your, to your loneliness. They're not going to be the solution to your, to your, to what is wrong. They're not going to be that. And if we demand that of them, that we're only going to be disappointed and in Bonhoeffer's phrase, like it'll destroy Christian community when you do that. Um, so I think that the, the point I, the point I would make is just, 
yeah, the loneliness actually, I think, can can be a a kind of pedagogy to help us to learn how by by getting comfortable with our own discomforts, it allows us to be more present to the pain of others. Because if I'm in the presence of someone who's suffering, I'm not also thinking about how I can have my own suffering alleviated, right? That's really when good. I'm in the presence of another person, I can just listen to them rather than trying to uh, get them to listen to me, mm-hmm. right? In the words, in the, in the prayer of St. Francis, for example, let me seek to understand rather mm-hmm. than to, to be, be understood. understood. That it be understood, right? And That's so very good. And this is part of how we kind of get comfortable with that so that we can actually do that. Excellent. Yeah. That's really thought-provoking. Miles, thanks for being with us on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for reading, and thanks for having me. Our yeah, pleasure. that's Miles Wernz. He's Director of Baptist Studies and Associate Professor of Theology, Abilene Christian Seminary, or Abilene Christian University. Uh, the book is called From Isolation to Community. Miles Wernz. Maybe you have a, a junior or a senior in high school, and you're thinking ahead, okay, let's go and let visit different colleges. You, you've done this, right? This is, this is how this works. I remember going with my son when he was an early senior in high school. We went to Grove City College. We were there maybe an hour, and he turned to me and said, this is my school. And I was like, what do you mean? This is the first place we visit. He said, no, this is where I belong. I feel it. I know this is what I want to do. Hmm. Funny, we had a similar situation in our family, except I wasn't on the trip. It was my husband with our daughter, and uh, she was at the end of her junior year in high school Hmm. and took a trip up to Grove City. And she'd already kind of decided she was going to go to Pitt because I went to Pitt um, and because she, she kind of grew up in Oakland. She went up there, did the tour, came home and said, that's where I want to go. And I said, Wait what a minute. did you want to what? go see? What are, you, what are you talking about? It's your first place, yeah, right? Yeah, but that's where she wanted to go and that's where she went. If you've not been to Grove City, you really got to see the place. It's a 180-acre campus, beautiful, really inspiring. Mm-hmm. It'll feel like home. So if your child, junior, senior in mm-hmm. high school, thinking about where to land, Schedule a visit, and I'm telling you, you're going to love what you see. Find out more information online anytime, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. John's family loved it. I loved it. You might, too. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corey, and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates, and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity, and so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt. I'm saving thousands, and things are really looking up. I promise you guys, you will not regret it when you call Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life, and it was the best thing I could have done for myself. Because once I called Trinity, they took care of me, and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. I'm Corey, and I'm debt-free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Hi, Mom. I'm heading out with the kids for seasonal flu vaccines. But you're so healthy. That might not protect us. We know someone whose healthy nephew died last year from the flu. That's awful. I get my vaccine every year. It makes sense for all of you, too. 
Seasonal influenza is a serious and sometimes deadly disease. Health officials recommend vaccination for all children six months through 18 years. Get fluent. Learn the flu facts. Visit PreventChildhoodInfluenza.org. We'll see a severe evening thunderstorm. Otherwise, it'll be humid tonight with low clouds and a passing late night shower. Storms can bring flash flooding and damaging winds. Expect a low of 66. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow. It'll be breezy with a shower in places. Tomorrow's high, 76. Some sunshine Wednesday with a shower in spots. will reach a high Wednesday once again of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does what make sense? Candlelight. Oh, a thousand percent. It makes perfect sense. You didn't even take any time to think about it. I mean, I love candlelight, don't you? Yeah. I love it so much. Do you? Yeah. But we live in an era of LEDs and electricity everywhere. You know the excitement when the power goes off and you go, oh, let's light some candles. And you hang out in the quiet of the glow of candles. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, yeah, I just love it. I, I would you? say- I didn't, I didn't know you thought it made, highly it made so much sense. I love it. I, I love didn't it a lot. know that. Yeah. Do you do it on a regular basis? I don't. But okay. when I do, I always feel good about myself that I get yeah. home. I just love the, you know, the setting, the, the tone, the feel. Yeah. That makes perfect sense to me. Huh. Makes sense to you? Huh. I love it so much. Oh, there it's you beyond go. sense. What the heck? It's like I just candle it light. makes so much sense. Do you know sometimes I light a candle uh in my kitchen, like right by my sink, like in the morning. What? Really? It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not like I need light. There's something comforting about the candle. There's the power of that candle. It's something about it. Now, of course, you have to be careful you don't leave it on when you go down to do the laundry or right. take, go up to take a shower and then the cat knocks it over and, you know. But I I just yeah. really, it makes, it calms me down. Mm-hmm. Even during a bright sunny day, you could light a candle and feel better about yourself. I feel better about okay, it. The really candle doesn't even smell like anything. No. It's not like I'm doing it for aromatherapy. I just like... I like some candlelight. Well, this is a perfect day for candlelight. I, that's why I thought of it. Mm, very nice. All right. So you, we're, well, you can come we to my yes, house since sense. we both agree that it makes uh, sense. I'm going to light my own candles. All right, okay. All right. Does this make sense? A jelly donut. I mean, a jelly donut. Oh, that's really different than candlelight. I mean, when when they show up, like someone, oh, wait, we bought like, you know, a yeah. dozen a dozen donuts. The jelly donuts there? Yeah. It disgusts me does it you're saying it does not make sense it makes zero sense none i despise the very thought of a jelly donut what yeah mm-hmm. now cream filled my best friend sure a jelly mm-hmm. donut what's the deal there mm-hmm. does are it you, make sense to you are you asking me i'm asking does it make sense are you no you know my absolutely feelings. not oh oh but you're... here's i i don't first of all it's a mess second of all it's not worth the calories no but third of all i don't think I don't think any donut makes sense. Oh, what? Any donut? No. Oh, you're totally wrong on no. that. Mm-mm. Major fail. No. What are you kidding me? No, it doesn't donuts make sense. Like... It's too, you take too much of a no. calorie donut, hit donuts are for heaven something sent. small first thing in the morning. No, I'm sorry. No, I mean, when if you you're going to have, mm. like, have a, a substantial croissant? brownie later on. Brownie. Have some good sourdough. What are you doing? Jelly donuts being done. 
101.5 WORD. I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you each day to open the Word of God and ask for His input. And I'm convinced the challenges we face in today's world are more spiritual than they are political or economic. Exploring God's Word together is refreshing. It equips us for everything that comes our way. Join me, and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 930, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You can save a lot of money. Whether it's just for you or for an entire family, MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. Learn the truth in Swiss America's shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. This all-out war against cash is a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency, too, is growing daily. So please get and read The Secret War on Cash, free to Salem listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years, and I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs, so how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacrament how to properly care for God's people and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. It was years ago. We were uh, in the middle of the show, John and I, doing, you know, live as we are doing the live show now. And uh, we had a good friend of ours on whose name was Daniel, and uh, he was a former player for the Steelers, and he was, you know, currently on the roster when he was in the studio. <laughs> and uh, he was a believer, and uh, he's a super good friend of ours. Great guy. And uh, it's amazing he was still a friend after uh, this this uh, conversation we had with him on the air because um, I had known from him uh, that he took – scripture very seriously his dad had shown him a way of reading the scriptures with highlighters you know mm-hmm. so you, so you'd highlight nouns and verbs you'd highlight different parts of speech in sentences so that you could really break down the meaning of the 
of the sentences and phrases that were in the Bible. So multiple colors meant yeah, different he was, things. Yeah, so he was like really into that uh, way of doing it. And I wasn't into that way of doing it, but I was. it was very interesting to me. Anyway, um, we were uh, just, you know, talking about scripture and honoring it and whatever. And I got a text message uh, during the show from a common friend. Mm-hmm. And this common friend said to me, and I cannot believe I said this out loud to somebody who was on the air. Who was in the NFL. Who, well, it doesn't even matter what he was well, doing. Well, it's very public. The fact, yeah, it is pretty public. But it's also the fact that you're asking somebody this on live radio. Anyway, this common friend of ours said, hey, uh, Kathy, ask Daniel uh, to recite what he's been learning. So I said, hey, you know, and again, live radio, 50,000 watts, three states. I said, hey, so, you know, what do you, you know, what, what have you been learning? Anyway, he was like, you're kidding. And I, I didn't even know what I was asking. Right. And so I said, what was being uncovered here? Oh, yeah. What are you learning? Anyway, he proceeded to recite. He proceeded to recite the entire book of First John. Verbatim. Verbatim. In front of us without From any the note, beginning. From the beginning. Nothing before him. And we just called him on it and he just held forth. He just did it. Yeah. And the long, I thought it was, I mean, it was impressive after five verses, and then it was stop. impressive after 10 verses. And then when I realized that he was going to go for the, I mean, he was I, doing, yeah. It was. And that was, was just what he was currently working right. on. It was really something. Right. So we've been thinking about memory and scripture, and uh, Glenna Marshall's with us. She is the author of a book called Memorizing Scripture The Basics, Blessings, and Benefits of Meditating on God's Word. Glenna, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. So that day that I just described, Glenna, I mean, he went on and on. It was and, so impressive. and then it was several years later um, that we met a guy who was had memorized. I can't even. I'm laughing because it's so preposterous. It's so outside my ability level. He had memorized the entire book of Romans, wow. beginning to end. And he would do this in a dramatic fashion yeah. uh, for churches, for schools, whatever. He would get up and act as the Apostle Paul, and he would deliver the letter. It was so beautiful. And it was incredible. It was incredible. Um, and you know how the, the, the verbiage that's included in the book of Romans is just outrageous. Um, anyway, those are the two people that came to mind when uh, John handed me your book, Memorizing Scripture. And then all I did was think to myself, this is just some, I know a lot of scripture, but it's more accidental. It's just because I've been immersed in it, not because I ever really sat down to memorize right. it. So, Glenna, for you, the question is, this is obviously an intentional part of your life. Yeah. It is. And I'll be honest, I live in fear of someone asking me to recite an entire book on the spot. <laughs> well, we're not going to ask you to do it. We you learned our lesson. So I live, I'm very impressed with the guy who was on. Um, no, it is very intentional. It's something I came to um, just kind of in desperation, really, looking for some help with fighting an area of sin in my life that I couldn't seem to have any victory over. I had memorized scripture as a child, one of those Bible drill programs in the, in the church of my childhood, but never really came back to it. But just praying through some things the Lord brought to mind Psalm one nineteen eleven, I will hide your word in my heart mm-hmm. so that I will not sin against you. And I thought, I think this is the sort of missing thing in my life. 
I just began in earnest to start memorizing some short verses, some passages, and moved on to some chapters in a couple of books. And the practice over the last several years that I've been doing that has just been truly transformative. Wow. So then talk about the basics. I mean, that was a conscious choice on your part to do this. Uh, obviously, you, I'm sure, stumbled through initially, but because you wrote a book about it, you've got some idea of a system in place. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that no matter what kind of method you want to use, our brains are all a little different. We all have different types of learning processes that work specifically for us. But in the end, our brains like repetition the best. And so whatever you do, you're going to repeat the words of Scripture over and over to yourself, whether you're saying them aloud, writing them down, singing them, whatever method works for you. It is the repetition that really moves it sort of into your long-term memory. And so for me, I mean, I just work on a phrase at a time each day. I recommend attaching the practice to a task that you do every day. So that could be taking a walk, working out at the gym, commuting to work, maybe washing dishes, folding laundry. For me, every morning I step in the shower, I work on scripture memorization. I have it taped to my shower wall. Uh-huh. And I really? memorize. Yes, I do. And the more I have on the wall, the less I have to clean. So it's a win-win situation <laughs> there for me. <laughs> and oh. So, uh, yeah, just a phrase at a time. Okay, so if you so it, it you have it taped to your wall in the shower. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what and you say so you say it and then you close your eyes, you yeah, say it, you turn so, around like how what how, how does it work? So I I try to read it out loud 10 times. Like reading it from I print it out in a, like on a piece of paper, put it in a Ziploc bag so it doesn't get wet, tape it to the wall. I say it 10 times out loud and then I just close my eyes and try to say it. As many times as I can, if I'm not sure, you open your eyes, look at it, say it out loud several times, and just until it's like in your mind. Then the next day, I'm going to try to review that phrase, and if I have it down, I'll move on to the next phrase. If I don't, I'll just stay there for another day or two and just do that 10 times out loud and then 10 times with my eyes closed. That's fabulous. Okay, Glenn. Okay, but then it sticks in there. It does. And the more you – like as you keep moving through a passage – as long as you go back and review a little, I mean, you will be surprised how much your brain can hold on to. Okay. I'm, I'm regularly surprised by it. Interesting. Okay. okay, so then you did this, you said, as a response to sin in your life. Mm-hmm. So talk mm-hmm. about that. I mean, I love this so much. Here's an active tool that you're mm-hmm. using to combat sin. Yeah, for sure. Because really our goal in memorizing scripture, I mean, I think a beautiful benefit is to be able to stand up and recite it for people. I think it's so encouraging to hear the words. It's so powerful to hear it recited. But my main goal is life transformation, because here is what happens when you are memorizing God's word. You're thinking about it, dwelling on it. You're thinking about why this word, why that verb, why this order, why that pronoun. And as you're thinking deeply, this is the way that God renews your mind. And it's almost rewiring the way you think. As you pour Scripture into your mind day in and day out, the Lord changes the way you think. And and then when that happens, then it changes the way you speak, the way you act, the way you react, the way you make decisions. You really will see a ripple effect all throughout your life. Okay, so we've talked a lot on our show over the years about how having a... uh, having a smartphone or kind of living online in our internet world rewires our brains. So that, right. In a destructive way so that we have short term, we have a, a capacity for short term attention. Yeah. 
but we're mm-hmm. losing a capacity for long-term attention. So we're used to reading in little blips and blurps, but we're having a hard time attending to reading for a long time. Mm. So you're saying that this is a way of rewiring our brains kind of in the opposite direction. Yeah, I think so. And and that's one of the things I love about scripture memory is that it's a slow process. You know, our entire culture is built upon instant gratification. And with the advent of smartphones, you can just acquire information or knowledge with just a swipe or a voice command. But when it comes to like spiritual growth, um, and, and meditating on God's Word and learning who He is through Scripture, that's not an overnight, instantaneous thing. That's something that happens over time. And so the slow process of Scripture memorization by nature forces you to slow down and dwell on it. Excellent. Okay, so it's transformed you. Tell me how and talk about your husband or your best friends and if they've seen a change. Mm, Yeah, I can tell you specifically. So one of my kids went through a very difficult uh, surgery this year. He had his entire spine fused from top to bottom. Oh, my gosh. And uh, it was was a nine-hour surgery. Oh, my gosh. We've been preparing for six months for it, and during that time, I had really been working through the first chapter of 1 Peter, and I remember sitting with a friend from church, and she was asking me a couple months she was like, so how are you doing with all this? And I said, you know, I mean, I'm nervous, but I know that the Lord will use this in my son's life to to shape his faith. I know he's shaping my faith by forcing me to trust him with my son's very life. And um, she looked at me funny. And we lost you there for a minute. She looked at you funny and said what? Yeah, she looked at me funny and she said, Glenna, you're different. Um. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, for as long as I've known you, you have always lived right on the edge of anxiety and fear. This is different. Mm-hmm. And and I totally agree with her because I have always lived on the edge of anxiety and fear. And I just realized that it was dwelling on God's word throughout that process, through those months of waiting, and then really trying to show my son how to hold on to scripture through a lot of fearful circumstances. I I really think it had a profound effect on us all. I love this. Wow. That is such a great story. The new book is called Memorizing Scripture, The Basics, Blessings and Benefits of Meditating on God's Word. Glenna, our time's already up. Thanks for joining us today. This is a really great time. Join us again. Very, very interesting. All right. Yeah. I mean, memorizing scripture, you just heard it. Glenna Marshall, that's a home run story. Okay, we'll take a quick break, come back. We've got a smidge ahead. It's the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here at Word FM. Attention taxpayers, ready for some bad news? With $80 billion in new funding from Congress, the IRS has launched their most aggressive hiring campaign ever to ramp up enforcement. If you're ignoring your taxes, don't delay another minute because your paycheck, your bank account, even your home or business could already be at risk. Now, here's the good news. Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm, can get to work immediately, helping to protect you from the IRS. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, their tax attorneys and licensed professionals are experts at resolving tax problems. Let them help determine if you qualify for the Fresh Start Initiative or other powerful IRS tax assistance programs. Take control. Call Optima Tax Relief now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Attention Medicaid patients. 
If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-990-1365 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person and gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. To get started today, you get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-990-1365. That's 412-990-1365. Or go to freedomcare.com. Are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. And they're available in all types of Skechers styles with and without laces. And most are machine washable. Find Skechers slip-ins for kids or mom and dad at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. Happy 62nd birthday, Granddad. Thanks, sweetheart. I got you this. A mug. Oh, thank you. Uh, What does it say? Beware. If you are 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of hospitalization from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. Learn more at BewareOfRSV.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. Okay, so uh, we got maybe 40 tickets or so. Yeah, we just opened up uh, a, a new section of the boat, which I didn't know was possible. We just added on I to mean, it. I mean, what is happening? So this Friday, we have more tickets that are available. Uh, so if you'd like to join us on our cruise, which is coming up this Friday, mm-hmm. leaving at 6.30, coming back to the dock at 9 o'clock. It includes dinner. Uh, bring your uh, friend, your sweetheart, mm-hmm. your mom or dad, your mm-hmm. kid, your sibling. Not your kid. Don't bring your kid. Well, I mean, I guess I, I yeah, guess you, you could. bring your kid. Why not? Um, and uh, we're couples. gonna we're planning. What? What do you mean? It's couples? That's not couples. I think it's couples. It's not Lex, couples. Lex is saying no. It's, not, it's definitely not couples. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Bring a group of people. A group of couples. Yeah. No. It's not couples. All right. Sorry. It's just people. It's just people. Up with people, my friends. Yeah. So come with four of your friends or three of your friends or whatever. It's definitely not couples. Um, (laughs) I don't know where where he come out with that. It was couples. It's not. What? You and I are going to be there. We're We're not a couple. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so it's this Friday, okay. and we would love for you to be there. We will laugh a lot. We're going to have good food, and we're going to look at the beautiful city of Pittsburgh, and we're going to be glad we live here. Excellent. All right. Yeah. I'll be there. But here's the, yeah, you're going to be a, without a couple. Well, my wife's not coming. Exactly. So it's no. not couples. All right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Wordfm.com. Yeah, you can buy your tickets online. Truly. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I mean... Uh, it's fairly inexpensive for a really nice night out. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Yep. So, you know, I think, oh, we haven't done anything cool for a while. This is the perfect thing. This would be thing. the great little this date night. This is the night perfect thing. For you and your friends. <laughs> well, you could be a date night. You can come right, your, with a spouse or a significant other, but you don't have it's to. It's like a singles tour or something. It yeah. can be. But... No, it's not. Yes, it can. Okay. Lex. Bring your kids. Me. I don't know. Bring your kids. Everybody. Um, uh, Lexi, are you wearing that shrimp dress? 
Shrimp dress. I'm wearing my crustacean outfit. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to wear Are you wearing shirt. that fish thing? Uh, wait, I got another fish thing. Oh, but your second fish shirt. I do, yeah. Okay. Uh, I get, I'm deep into the aquatic uh, accoutrements. Oh, that's fun. It's for everybody. WordFM.com. This Friday, Gateway Clipper. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.